A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're gonna love it. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Here to help you be the best you. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank on 1010XL. Good evening and welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I am Captain Scott Shank. And I am Captain Leon Dana. There you go. You can tell if it's us two, you can tell where the other three are. (laughs) So... Uh, cold front came by, Leon, uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, we'll it call sure it. sure did. And, and all the once, other cap- that, once all, that happened... All the captains said, yeah. adios, yep. my friends. Yep. There was, I heard it was stop and go traffic going north. Right. As they all were heading to Georgia. So, Good anyhow, it's that time of year for them. I mean, I it can't, is. I can't, I can't... Uh, can't blame them. I mean, can't blame them. That is what they look for all year to, to, to do. Um... That's literally all I hear about what what uh, Corey uh, and Chip talk about. Starting in Can't August, wait to get back yeah. To the woods. Start, starting in August, they, I mean, literally fishing is just not really getting on their minds anymore. It's you know, it's planting crop, you know, planting clearing fields, trees, clearing tree land, you know, shooting lanes. Shooting lanes, except for Chip. Chip's got a shooting lane that is oh like, my gosh you can land an airplane on that, yeah, like that shooting lane that, that was a i can't believe he sent us a video of those deer and they they looked like they were 300 400 yards down oh, the line that would have been easy pickings for me yeah you you, you are you are a good me. shot you are i'll give it to you you can really shoot a gun but with that being said we had a cold front come through yes sir so monday and tuesday was was really nice days i mean mid 80s and stuff like that um Fish bit uh, for us down in St. Augustine. I had to fish later on in the day than in the morning because the way the tide was sitting. So, you know, kind of fishing noon to dark, one to dark kind of thing. Yeah, weren't those goofy tides? Gosh, I wish. I know. And, I mean, we can all say it. But, boy, I would just love to fish just every other week. You know, I mean, you're you're not. Two weeks weeks out of the month, yeah. Out of the month. I mean, I'm just saying, just just, just to set everything up, you know, to give – everyone a fair chance um with that being said with this goal with this front with the northeast that came in the tide started really growing on tuesday you know we didn't see too too much uh oysters or anything like that you know it was it was hard to find starting like tuesday sunday and monday were good yeah they were good it was fine caught plenty of fish uh but again here tides kind of you know kind of rose up on us so where we were going into creeks and fishing deeper holes, um, the pump, the pump, puppy drum, 
pompy drum, puppy drum, black drum, whatever you want to call them, is still, I mean, uh, soundology-wise, is just incredible. It's been great. I've been Uh, very happy. um, A lot of um, undersized redfish, I mean, which are always fun, throwing on a popping cork. on. uh, uh, You could just absolutely sit there. I know you wore them out yesterday. Um, it's just fun. There is plenty of slot fish, though, that are mixed in. You just got to move yep. around a little bit. You're absolutely um, right. Once you find that school of rats, just move about, I don't know, 30 or 40 feet and set back up again, and, right. and the bigger fish are behind that. Them. Is cor- you're absolutely right, Scotty, about that. Uh, for instance, uh, I fished just uh, two days ago, and I had those um, – who did I have? Uh, I had Andrew. Yep. Uh, and we stayed two hours in one area. That we didn't move more than 100 yards, throwing nope. popping course, just working this one creek. And we started it off with small fish, and then we worked her into small fish to trout. And then I moved into the creek more, and boom, that's when I found the slot yep. reds. And I don't care. I don't, I, 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 I don't care. I'm old. There's nothing better, nothing more fun than throwing a popper cork, whether it's a 14-inch trout huh. or 10-inch or red fit, whatever. Um Everything eats. I mean, it truly does. If you if you know where you're fishing at, and you select the right depth for your leader, you know where it's just barely ticking the bottom when right. you throw it up there, dude. I mean, it does everything. I mean, pumpy drums, snook, you know, uh, uh, flounder. I mean, it does everything, and it's a silent, and it's a silent killer. With that being said, it you just let the current do it. You know, we're not... Yeah, I'm not clacking. No, 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 no. Our fish do not like that at they all. They don't. It's weird. You will scare the bejesus out you of will. the whole entire school. I mean, I've fished with you before. Yep. The school's coming down there. Don't you dare shake don't that. Shake don't shake it. Don't you dare shake don't that Don't jiggle thing. the rod. Just let it sit, and the school comes right by. Either they eat it, or they go by, and you throw it back in front of them again, and, you know, you take your chance. But... Yeah, we are not like Louisiana where I watch TV shows and they are just burning that thing. And I'm going, uh, wow. That ain't going to work here. No, no. I was watching the Redfish Cup. Actually, it was up up at um, Why Not Bay up in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. What a gorgeous place to fish, by the way. Really? If you're a shallow water fisherman, uh, been watching that on TV today because there was nothing else to do because it was blowing 30 knots. And my gosh, that's what they do up there throwing popping corks like two-foot leader and artificials and stuff. 24 foot a liter. Man. Inches a liter. Okay. They were just wearing them out. Were they using an artificial or anything? Yep, all artificial. They were a, lot a, of, a lot of gulps, a lot of seamans, a lot of fish bites. I saw the packaging laying on the bottom you. of the boat. I got you. A lot of that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of, uh, um, what do they call them? What do they call those? Not, they threw some spinner baits, but what's the other one? Not buzz bait, but it's like a buzz bait. What do they call it? Chatter? Oh, the chatter bait. Chatter bait kind yeah, of thing okay. or whatever. That Because, I mean, just it's shallow, just it. covering water. But it was cool because you could they were doing drone footage and stuff in it. And I know there's oysters there, but they were literally because that's they were there last weekend when the tide was super super high up there. Yeah. And the um you could see it was all grass. There wasn't much oysters to it. They were throwing just along a grass line, you know, a, a sand, you know, sandy looking bottom and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh there was a few that you know. Then they fished around some jetties and stuff like that. But they, but uh, it was it, it it was really cool. I mean, if you're you know if you're into that, and I am, I I enjoy watching that Redfish series. And it was just cool that you know South Carolina's got a great fishery as well. That's nice to hear. I mean, it really was really great fishery. That's cool. So, 
I am uh, I want to start off by what's your water temperature sitting in St. Augustine compared to what it is up here in the valley? 71. I'm sitting right about there also. And we haven't had much rain lately. Nope. And my water clarity is getting better. Okay. Ours got worse. Really? That northeast wind on that much of river down there uh, by us and stuff like that. Right. It's just it's it's eh, it's wow. dirty. My yeah. water my water clarity is pretty decent in the creeks. Creeks are fine. Creeks okay. are that reddish, tannish, or whatever we all like to Tannic. talk with. Sure. It's it's fine. Gotcha. But anything trying to fish the main river shores, it's just dirty. done for. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, you're right. This past week, I have been much more f- focusing in the backwaters, right? Uh, not to mention because of the tides, but and I've really been, I've actually been working both tides lately, uh, but I've been fishing just completely two different ways of fishing, right? Um, clearly, everyone knows that when I'm fishing the valley on the dropping tide, I'm going to throw a jig head or a pop and cork work in those areas, which is just fine. Uh, Palm Valley's got uh, some really great shrimp right now, good size to it. Not too large, not not, not the dainty. Right. They're good bait size shrimp, and they got some fantastic mud minnows down there also. I haven't switched over to mud minnows yet because I'm just, I'm just doing so well on the year. black drum. Yeah. I don't want to I don't, go to that they, mud minnow. That's, uh, that's my point, too. I'm catching, just, I'm catching just many redfish, black drum, yeah. trout, everything else. I mean, there's no, there's no reason... Uh, for me, I don't. I don't really want to switch over to a mud minnow yet. I really don't want to. That the sheephead bite down in St. Augustine is is pretty darn good. Is it? A few nice fish in the creek okay. since been caught. Um, I caught one on Monday in a creek. He wasn't huge. He's three poundish. You know, decent fish. I'm doing. I'm catching one to two sheephead a trip. They're not the small males. They're like mediums. They're like. A pound and a half halfers. They're not the females. No, 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 no. This was no. This was a male too. He's just about three pounds. Though. I got. Well, that's a nice size male. You know, he's I, seventeen inches. And uh, I am primarily, like I said, I'm not going back to that mud minnow yet because I'm still catching enough in the creek mouths and the holes. I'm sticking around with those shrimp um, using a three eighth ounce uh, captain's choice jig head. Yep, that's what I'm using. And the popping corks that I use, you can get them at Strike Zone. I'm using those Rob Coxy uh, no brain, uh, uh, wind cheaters. Yep. And I really like those. Hey, hey, what? What? You're not going to throw a um, uh, what do you call the other brand? Uh, Cajun Thunder. Cajun Thunder in the wind. Uh-uh. It's going to throw. You're going to throw it out there, and it's going to come back at you nope. like a boomerang. Where did you? Well, you got those ones that man, we were hitting. <laughs> oh God! We were all sign. standing on the tacos. Me, you, Kevin. I, it was a bunch of us, and we had. A couple of years ago, we were up there eating lunch, and yeah. look what I got. My gosh, that a thing missile. came off the rod like a bullet. It did. Uh, Mark, Mark, Captain Mark some, Gibson. Somebody up in uh, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Amelia, same time as Island. Same time as Island. I think it's Captain Mark Gibson. Yeah. Anyhow, that was a I need good... to get me another handful of those because those were money. Those were a flying missile. You know, yes, I mean, they, they, were. Were the, they were just, they, they were the, I guess, torpedo type ones. They weren't the, uh, they weren't the oval ones. Well, so, they sure did fly good. I'll tell you that. Woo, much. son! We, we were hitting the other side of the bridge. You're over right. There. It was awesome. The uh, floats that we're talking about that we're currently using, um, I like using them because they have a three eighth ounce weight molded, molded. to yep. the uh, steel shaft. Yep, and that allows people to cut the wind, unlike a Cajun Thunder. And and, and people, you got to understand that when we're throwing these floats, we want to get to um, uh, a particular area. Um, you. You know, not only 
you just the wind's going to play such a, a, a dramatic mm-hmm. impact in your throwing abilities. You don't want to pressure these fish by getting too close to that right. area. So I'm I'm still you're still able to stay off like 20, 30 yards and be able to throw these weighted uh, popping corks like unless you're unlike your thunder chickens that right. you throw right right because the whole biggest thing is too with one of those is throwing those poppy corks. If you're going downwind, you got to control the spool, the line coming off. Mm-hmm. Because the next thing you know, you just dump 20 yards of braid into the oyster bed because of the wind. You know, the wind That's taking a whole it out of your hand. Anyhow, we could, we'll come back to that. Let's we will just take indeed. a let's just take a quick break. Yep. When we come back, we'll do we'll deal more with the popping course because that is that's probably seventy five percent of my fishing this time of year mm-hmm. is probably a popping cork. Proper technique of throwing a uh, popping cork. Exactly, folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ring Power Fishing Forecast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. And yes, folks, you have a treat. Captain Leon Dana is joining me tonight while the rest of them are looking for antlers. We were talking about popping corks, um, Leon, and even though we both have big boats, bay boat-wise, yeah. I don't really like throwing them like with any more than like two people. I mean, unless they're damn good fishermen, I'll do three. But yeah, for the I, most I, part... It's because it's there's a uh, there's an art to it. It's not casting like you would cast a jig head, which could be over your shoulder, you know, and all that. When you when you throw a poppy cork, you kind of you got to make it airplane spin. You got to throw it kind of sort of sidearm because if you do cast it like a normal cast, it goes through the air in a revolution, That's and nine times out of ten, it spins up. The shrimp is going to come back on top of the and cork. on top of the cork because the cork's the heaviest thing going in the water. That's right. But by throwing it as a, on a sidearm situation, it, uh, and it a, separates. A it's little sep- bit. It's a helicopter kind of thing, and 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 most again, most don't realize they they throw it as hard as they can. If you just touch the line before it before it starts going downwards. Mm-hmm. As the as the entry goes, it will slow it down enough where the shrimp will come forward of the you're float. S- you're so right, and it'll all fall in the water with not a big thunk. And, and, you know? tr- and I try to explain that to the people on the boat. And there's two ways that I explain that to the people when I say it. I say, listen, when you watch that shrimp fly through the air as he's screaming for his life, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's got that cork think- right next to him, you see him separate just a little bit. And like you said, if you check up on that line just a little bit, it does two things. First of all, it stops to float first, and it allows the, the shrimp to extend. To catch up. Right, yep. which is great. But the second thing, here's the real best part about checking up on that fishing line right before it hits. When you got wind, you're usually getting that big bow in your line. Yep. When you grab that line right before it hits the water, it straightens out the line straight as an arrow. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're not worrying about the line going over grass if you're fishing in a creek or even more, which is the more dangerous part, it wrapping around a darn oyster. Yes. You, you want that straight shot. And nothing against it, but in a charter captain's life, those popper corks are like 5 to $7 a piece. And, that's the most expensive thing in that's our the most. Yeah. I mean, yes. outside, that's that's the, yeah. That's the most expensive thing that we, honest to gosh, 
fish with as far as terminal tackle goes is a poppet cork and that's i don't want to lose i don't want to lose it i don't want to lose it no i've made i've made yeah no i've made countless trips to the bushes i'm going to get that we're going to get that yes sir i'm sorry that it disturbs the bite but we're going to get that float now let me ask you this now this totally dictates on where you're fishing okay and the depth that you're fishing gotcha and we're talking about leader here yep now i as a general rule i'll use 25 or 30 pound test leader that's what I'm using. I fish 25 on that mm-hmm. and 30 on my jig heads. Okay. All right. I get that. I got two spools. All right. Because I fish the jetties a lot. Sure. Okay. Yep. I mean, that's kind of, you know, uh, my livelihood is fishing jetties. Um, I throw enough around oyster beds in the in and around the creeks and stuff like that right. for the black drum and stuff in the deep holes and stuff. Um, I'm fishing 15-pound parade. I'm using 10. Okay. I fish 15. And uh, the only reason I do that, again, is I'm fishing the jetties a lot where, you know, in today's world, if you and you were there, you were there last week, oh. and you were there with me together, and it's if horrendous. you do not lock down those drags and try to do all you can to get the fish to the boat anymore, he's going to get eaten. The tax man will get you. Yeah. We'll get to that. No doubt about that. Um about the tax man and how yeah. bad it is currently at the uh, St. Augustine. They're South eating Rocks. everything now. A sheephead, everything. Nothing yeah. matters. I got I got buddies of mine that were out there sheephead fishing. Yeah, eight feet of water, dude. They're laying up against the rocks, waiting on the hook. One. I don't doubt it. I, they were horrific the other day. God, the I videos mean, I sent you. But okay, let me ask you this: if, if that's what pound test leaders you're using, and we always dictate, we usually start somewhere around twenty inches a liter, mm-hmm. and then we. Usually, I don't shorten it up much more than that. No. But I have lengthened it out probably another six inches. I've been at four foot. Really? Yeah. If I'm fishing six or eight feet of water, I've done. I've I've done. I've done four feet of water. I've See, done four feet. Of I can't. A lot of my clients aren't going to be able to throw a four foot leader. Well, the thing about it is because and you're sure as hell ain't going to do that with three people. No, 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 no. Because it's a, it's a real lofting kind of a cast. Uh-huh. Then, um, then you also got to understand. You have a trace of fluorocarbon between your braid. See, I run a tra- I run a trace of fluorocarbon, like uh, I don't oh, know, yeah. sixteen inches, and then I use the fluorocarbon to my float. Yes, absolutely. That's what okay. I do too. Yes. Um, so you got to try. What, to- what what pound are you using there? 20? 25? Twenty five. Okay. All right. Twenty five. I only have yeah. What what did I tell you? I had twenty and thirty in the butter. Twenty five. Twenty five and thirty. I have 25 and 30, so it's 25. Yeah, I'm using 20. I'm using I don't want to use because, I mean, God-fearing that you got to break it off. Mm-hmm. That extra five pound pops off a lot easier if, uh, you know. Listen, I mean, that's going to break before the braid does. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so with that being said, you got to keep the knot also, because I use an Albright. I tie my, my, my knot of choice is an Albright between my braid and my fluorocarbon. Okay. It's just fat. That's the fastest knot I have that I could tie. That I tie really good, really fast. Yeah. Um, and the great thing you could get them at any local tackle shops are the little clips. Right. I got them hanging from all sides of my t-top. They're on the retractable. Oh yeah, I got one on thingies. my hip every day. And they're great because I whatever side I'm tying tying a rig on, I don't have to go. Okay, well let me go around here and get my pliers. Right. I got them hanging right oh, there. No. no, it's right there. They're the greatest things in the world. Every six months, I, 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 I buy two new ones and keep rocking on. God. 
But they're the greatest things in the world. Those those retractable clips are the greatest things in the Folks, world. Folks, uh, here's a little pro tip for you. They're great for cutting up to 30 pound yes. and braid, but don't cut anything thicker than no. 30 pound flora or mono with them because you will start to dull those things out. Uh, if you don't if you don't break the little scissor action or right. whatever I, that comes across. Trust me, I go through these things like a hot knife through nope. butter. And I'm really glad that tarpon season is over with because I've been cutting 60 and 80 pound with yep. them. And they don't like that. They don't like that at all. I like those little surgical scissors that they have that you find them at tackle stores. They're like three inches long. You know, they long. sit there at strike zone right there next to the cashier, and I've never given them a second glance. I buy half a dozen of them at its side, and I don't I don't put them all on the boat because, you know, in, in due time, they're going to show a little bit of show a bit of, of rust. A little okay? bit of rust. <laughs> you know, you got to wash them off or whatever you do. But, that again, those are those are great things for cutting, you know, heavy monofilament, offshore, 80-pound test, and all that kind of stuff. It'll that, cut right through it. That's something we can get to after this pop and cork thing. Okay. About what tools do you always keep on your okay. boat. Okay. What hooks are you using with your pop and cork? I only use, only use a 2 kale hook. Really? Okay. That's all I use. All right. That's two interesting. 2 hook. Uh, I mean, pop and cork. That. Two feet a liter, we'll call it twenty inches to two feet a liter. Okay, and then depending on wind and 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 the size of the baits and you know there there's always stuff involved. Is I'll use either one or two little uh, uh, pinch on split shots. Split shots. Okay. See now. We're going down the same road together. I mean, like sixteenth ounce or eighth ounce, eighth ounce through each of something like that. Well, see, I still use the mini brainer, right? And I have two sizes: a two aught and a three aught, and that's depending on the size of the bait I'm using. And I'm using the one sixteenth ounce uh, lead shot. Yep, that's molded to the shank, and I really like that because, in my opinion, in my thoughts process of using it. There's so many things when you throw that that poppet cork through the air that can get spun up and tied up into a knot right. or something stupid. It's just one less thing to have those split shots. They're right up against the shanks, so it keeps them away. Well, the whole thing with with the that I see with the split shot situation is if I'm fishing the main river where I have tied, uh-huh. I'm going to put two on there. Sure. Because it's going to give me more weight. The shrimp's not going to kind of rise up in the current as right. much. absolutely. It's going to lay down. And then if I'm throwing in a creek or throwing in a situation that I uh, I don't have much tide working, yes, then I'm going to I'm gonna take one. I'm, I'm only going to fish one of them, just enough. Right. That's always right close. I don't have it way up the line. I always pull them all the way down where they're almost, well, they're to t- the basically knot. touching the knot of my right. hook is where I have, I have the... Um, the BB shots on. I got you. I just, I really like because I'm always in the oysters. I really like those circle hooks because I, I, I just personally feel like it tickles the bottom more than it catches the bottom. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, hook, yeah, yeah. It works yeah. really well. I've just grown up with kale hooks, and it's hey. just it, and and it's something for me that's always worked. Um, uh, they I, will keep catching fish long after we're dead. Well, yeah. I mean, I I use the black platinum ones, okay. so I don't have to worry about changing them out all the time. They're they stay sharp. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue, and I just I just like them. And you're an Eagle Claw user. I'm an Eagle Claw. Right. Eagle Claw sponsor through and through. Right. Yep. Everything I own is Eagle Claw. Gotcha. But that's that's what that's what I like. And and another big thing is I don't have it right now, and it's upsetting me. I whenever a poppy cork goes down, I don't remember your name's Leon. I don't remember your name's Kevin. I don't remember your name's Chip. 
it's orange down or yellow down. Oh, I call right. out the colors. Oh, you're absolutely right. So I have usually have yellow and orange. three to four different colors on the boat. I'll have pink, I'll have green, I'll have shard, the shard, the yellow one, I guess you want to call it, and an orange one. Yep. And I will, by oh, gosh, yeah. I, right now I'm fortunate I have four orange ones is what I had left. I need to go buy more. But anyhow, it's really tough. Now, now it was bow orange, stern orange. I mean, it was... Listen. It was because you're because the biggest thing is, folks, when you throw these popping corks, the first thing people want to do is talk, turn around and tell me a story or do whatever. No, you watch that damn float. Yeah, that float does not leave your If you throw it in the water, you watch yes, it. That's right. I tell him right now, I say, son, that float's going to go down like a fat boy in dodgeball. Yep, he, so uh, <laughs> don't you look away from me. Because as soon as you do, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I'm going to go, where's your float? Where's your float? Uh, you uh, might want to reel. Yeah, it's your turn to reel. And you're absolutely right. I short. Is as if I'm not bad enough on names. Yeah. But when one person's float goes down, I'm going to scream red float, red float, yep. red float, or yellow float, yellow float. Which and that's is what I tell everybody. You know, yes. I mean, I'm really, I'm seriously, I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody that's ever fished with me. I'm terrible with names. I truly am. I, 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 I can remember the ones that fish with me a whole bunch. Yes, so can I. Okay, but for those that fish with me a few times a year, you know, and you bring a different friend or cousin this go around, I can't, I just, I have, I have a hard time. Met a nice gentleman at the boat ramp today, and he goes, came up and shook my hand. He goes, hey, do you remember me? I go, no. No, sir, I do not. He goes, nope. you got me mud minnows two weeks ago at the bait shop. And I go, and I wanted to, I wanted to say, how on blankety blank earth do you think I would remember yeah, that? Yeah, but no. I went, thank you, sir. You yeah. have a nice day, yeah. sir. <laughs> That's all I do. My wife says, well, who's that? I said, I don't know. He's got a black Chevrolet truck. Or, yeah. You know, what, whatever. I don't know who. I, yeah, I'm really, I mean, I, I, that's terrible to say, but I truly am. I'm, I'm truly bad on names. I can um, remember phone numbers from the 80s. Yes. 80s. Yes. The names. I can remember all what was torn down in St. Augustine, like yeah. you said, in the 80s and stuff. I still remember this day vivid of what was in there. But damn sure tell me your name. You know, I took Carl. I don't remember I, you. It's nothing. And then people send me all the texts all the time. <laughs> no, it's not disrespectful. People send me all the texts all the time. You know, it's just a phone number. I can't save 20,000 phone numbers. You know and what? The, and the wife goes. Let Who me, was that? You were talking to him like, you know, like one of your kids. And I go, I have no idea. And finally I go, I'm sorry, sir, but who is this? Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's Gene. Oh, hey, Gene. Guy, you know, it's All just, right. Let whatever. me let you in on a secret how to fix this problem. Okay, go ahead. Buy a phone yep. that has a bigger memory in it, okay? Well, I and know. Then this you let phone's, them text you, okay? I got like- This I, phone's an I, I3. Yeah. Well, you need more than 16 gigs. Okay. Then. All right. Just, I got just over 200. I keep every text message I get. Do you really? Okay? And these messages can be years old. So wow. So when somebody texts yeah, me, I don't have go, that much. Hey, Captain Dana. Yeah, I saw I'm you two years ago. Yeah. I will look back into it and I go, that's Tim. Okay. Hi, Tim. Okay. Let's go fishing. Okay. That's yeah, because that's my that's that's my biggest thing. Yeah, yes. I don't. I don't. I, uh, Scotty, yeah. for those who don't know, Scotty's rocking this. Uh, wooden tablet across the table from me that looks like a cell phone you know, he instead oh, yeah. of him typing oh, yeah. into it he's scratching it with a rock yeah that one's yeah it's it's still yeah it's still it's not quite as old as a bb phone but it's not far away from it <laughs> it's one past god, the you remember those reason. god i still love them to this day i wish i'd get them back but the great thing about using that kill hook a two-aught kill hook and a two-aught circle hook or a three-aught circle hook mini brainer is you can easily rotate from using a shrimp, 
to yes. a mud minnow. Yes. To, and now I'm going to go, I'll give you the two-aught circle hook. I mean, the two-aught kale hook. But I'm going to go to a three-aught circle hook if I'm going to use a mullet. 100%. I got two-aughts and three-aughts in yep. the boat. I'm, I'm going to, okay. I got two-aughts uh, and three-aughts. And go that's if I change it. But I not hardly throw very many fingers. I know you fish a lot shallower than I do. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't throw mullet on my popping corks. I will. Oh, I most definitely will. And I'm going to hook them through, uh, what do they call it, the anal fin? Yeah. Right down through the yeah. belly so they swim down. I don't like it. God, I can't stand it when they swim When up. they come up top and drag everything up. Yes, and then wrap they wrap the line and it just drives you crazy. Let's take a quick break. Listen to Reading Power Fishing Forecast, Captain Leon Dana, Captain Scott Shank. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Scott Shank. Captain Leon Dana. Oh, gosh. Hey, know. you know you know what? You know what? We got a special caller, and this is perfect going with how our tides have been for the last two weeks, three yes, weeks. Yes, absolutely. Four weeks. Folks, like to welcome on the line Captain Matt Omler of Old City Fly Shop and God Service. Good evening, Matt. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good, sir. How are you? Thank you very much. It's a we don't get this phone call a lot, okay? But there is a huge, huge presence of either the kayak people, persons, um, small boat people that are you know technical skills. Yeah, technical skills. I mean the the fly fishing stuff I, I i feel matt you fill me in on this you're the one that has the shop and you're the one that does this it has really taken off more so oh, in the last few it's, years it's blown up i mean blown up i think since uh 2020 we had the biggest boom since uh river run through it came out yes so, i mean it's it, the whole market's exploding yes would you say that covid help promote and put more people out on those flats than anything lately i mean you know, i can tell you know you're, you're touching you're touching on a subject i think a lot of us guys can definitely contest to which yep. is that i think people kind of woke up and realized that uh breathing in fresh air is a little healthier than breathing in stagnant inside air yes because <sighs> hell therapy. i was a, matt i don't know about you but that was probably my busiest year in 10 years oh it, i mean it was incredible i mean you know kind of going far, from you know to 60 yes yeah. i mean you could have ran all the doubles you wanted if you wanted to you know, um, but it was it, it, 2020 for me, even though the rest of the world was shut down, it was actually an incredible year for me. It was. It was. I mean, I think a lot. And, you know, again, we're fortunate as, uh, you know, I believe St. John's County and, and Duval, we, we had a lot of access uh, to getting out on the water. Yes, and so, you know, a lot of us, our locals were just like, you know what, we're already at home. So let's just go fishing. Right. 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 Now, let's 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 talk about that. What are we going to do right now, Matt? We've got raging northeast winds. It looks like we're going to have them kind of sort of here through Monday. Okay. Um, is this – the tides are super, super high, as you well know. I mean, is, oh, this, yeah. is this something that interests a fly person where, I mean, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll get myself out of the wind somewhere. I you think know? if you got a solid double haul, you're going to be in great shape. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know – Here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, we're, we're always monitoring water temps. You know, for us, the flood tides really start when those water temps hit about 75 degrees. Really? That's okay. when those fiddler crabs start to get happy. They get up out of the grass. And yep. That's really what drives those fish in to start. So this late season, there might be a few fish still hanging around just because they think they might get something to eat. 
But at this point, we're really more or less in that tail end of the season. Okay, Things are starting to wind down. So while we do have some giant tides out there, there still may be some interest in the grass. And, you know, if you're you're bored sitting in the house, you may want to go wade your local flat and see if there's a tailor that's going to pop up. But, you know, I do see... With us getting down to seventy-two degrees with this cold front, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna start to see those tailors taper off. But really, does, but does that but but does that spark Matt the sheephead and the drum to become more aggressive than a redfish or no? <laughs> it, you know, I, I'll tell you, we do see a lot of tailors late season. So with the sheephead, uh, especially when we hit October, late season October, we see a lot of sheephead move up in the grass. Okay. Uh, but even still, what this really sparks is that low tide bite. I mean, yes. what I'm seeing these fish move up and, you know, usually one to two to three days after a nice cold front, you see these fish just move up into three inches of water. I mean, Leon and I talk banter back and forth when we're out running, uh, running up in the valley. And, you know, what What do we say? What was it? A week and a half ago, you're, you're like, I can't even get to these fish. These things are so skinny. It's so, it's, Scotty, it was just like this. Matt and I are heading out of the boat ramp. We get on plane and... I'm heading down the ditch. He looks at me. I look at him. He just weighs me off like he's a fighter pilot and makes a right hand turn into a creek that I wouldn't even dream of trying to go into. When you had your other boat. Oh, with any boat. With any boat, I wouldn't try. And and Matt goes zooming right into inches of water. Really? And I mean less than six inches of water, and he's gone. Never saw him the rest of the day. And I'm like, I see him later on that afternoon. I'm like, where did you go? And he goes, I never left that creek. Yeah. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. He goes, nope. And, and Matt, you go from there. You tell me what, tell them what you're seeing back in those creeks once you get yeah, there. Yeah. So, so back in the creeks, I mean, even polling. My, I mean, my skiff, I got a beaver tail mosquito. I yep. get up in about five to six inches of water. Even pulling as hard as I could, I couldn't even get to some of these fish. At Dang. one point, that bottom, so there's a couple of creeks that I've been fishing that are good hard sand bottom. Which so are few I and far between said, in the valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's, which, yeah, exactly. There's not a ton of them, but there's a few creeks out there that have hard sand bottom. So I looked at Dave, and I go, Dave, hey, I think we're going to walk it. So we probably walk a good oh, 250 yards up into this creek where there was a, a group of uh, uh, snowy egrets and these American egrets, and these redfish are just launching at their feet in three inches of water. Wow. And we walk up right up to them. We pulled five reds out of that school back-to-back in just inches. I mean, it was beautiful. It was textbook fly fishing. Wow. That's one See, of the that's, secrets I, of I, I, Florida. Matt, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a small person. You're okay? kidding me, Scotty. Shut up. You're, you're, uh, your shadow you're weighs 50 person? pounds. I'm not a small person. Oh, small person. Small. Oh, okay. I'm but. not like, you know, Leon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyhow. I'm 250. Yeah, I can still pull you, Scotty. I can still pull you. I'll tell you, I went with we took a we had an eighteen nineteen foot canoe and we went down Matanzas area. Me and another charter captain friend of mine, and I never made a cast, dude. The water was so crystal clear. It, I was just look at that one, look at this one, look at that one. I mean, it was it just something because I don't get to see that. You know, I was I been doing this a long time and I've been born and raised on big boats. You know, I mean, now I run a 25 bay boat, but my point being is I ran nothing but offshore boats. So for me to go into something that's six inches to two feet of water is just a whole new, it actually brings the, the fun back into fishing for me again, because you're not, you're not, it's not so pressured anymore. Like 
the rest of our intercoastal waterway is. You know, it is. It's our our Makes waterways are like pressured again, doesn't it? It does, and it actually brings spark back to me. You know, to that that there truly are still some fish around. You know, because I mean, you're a god too. I mean, it's not easy anymore. This is you know, it's 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 a tough fishery anymore. It truly is. Oh, it's a grind. It's a grind every day. And, you know, I, I tell a lot of my guys that come with me, I say, you know, more importantly, it's what you take away from the trip, what you yes. learn from the trip, not so much the catches. Right. It's what you learn from the trip. And I, I think that that level of guiding is evolving. People are starting to understand to take in the experience and not just make and not it the a number cooler. game. Yes, not the cooler. Yep. Yep. You know, and that's what that and that's what nicely I have have evolved in in the last 10 years, 12, it's like, hey, if we can catch one or two fish for lunch or dinner, that's what's going to happen. You know, I'm not looking to, you know, slaughter to slaughter them and uh, be cleaning fish for an hour and a half. I'm not into that anymore. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Matt, before we let you go, I want you, uh, if you got a moment, tell us about uh, what type of uh, tackle you're using and what kind of patterns you're throwing right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so right now, I'll tell you, we, we tend to throw eight weights. Uh, you know, anything, but you know, on my boat, I carry the lamps and cobalt, uh, you know, but an eight weight, nine weight is a perfect rod, especially if you're starting, you know, a little heavier rod's going to load it and you're going to get better casts from it. Uh, but more importantly, I guess the fly choice is really what it comes down to. A lot of the creeks are loaded with uh, small blue crabs right now. So I'm using an olive quan pattern. Mm-hmm. And then on top of which, if you haven't noticed, the shrimp are just everywhere. Yes. So I'm yes, using a, a small tan shrimp fly, almost weightless. I, you know, I don't, I want it to almost skip above these fish because they're feeding up on it. So rather than thinking about them tailing down, I'm actually pulling that shrimp over top of their head and they're looking up and they come up and almost slurp it off the surface. Really? Okay. Yep. Tippet size is what? Uh, tippet size, well, yeah, running 20 and then the clear water, I'm running 16. Okay. 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 Interesting. Okay. And all, I mean, long leaders, right? I mean, we're not short uh, them up? No, no. Honestly, I've been running an eight-foot leader. Really? That's it? Okay. Yeah, I find it a lot easier. A lot of my clients, it's really hard for them to turn over a nine, ten-foot leader, so I'm just having to run an eight-foot leader. And as long as you place it out in front of the school, you know, and you're not putting your fly line over top of them, they don't care. Okay. So, you know, for the most part, our just fish like are sitting in, just like the you know, our fish are used to dirty water, so they don't, yeah. they don't, uh, they don't freak out quite like your tampa bay red there. no that's that's my point i use like you I, honestly my leader material is yozuri hybrid i'm i'm just i'm sorry but i'm not tarpon fishing i'm not yeah, sail fishing i, I don't yeah, need to fish it. you know 28 dollars for 50 feet of fluorocarbon so right you know you don't so, need totally get it at. totally get it yeah. you know so i mean that's that's just me well matt i know you gotta go before you go please tell us the name of your fly shop yep and your guide service please well, look, first and foremost, guys, thank you so much for having me on the show. Hey, I really we need people it. like you. Seriously, dude. I mean, when... I know. Who's going to buy my drinks at the bar? Yeah, really. When, when this starts like, cranking it. up, there's so many people that are interested in stuff you do. Yes. And 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 maybe only have one person and don't really want to get involved with a big boat like what Leon and I do. Yeah. And, I mean, when, when once the you-know-what hits the fan, you need to spend more time with us. Yeah. Because there's I, a lot I, of people that really, really enjoy, you know, hearing stories about fly fishing and all. And that's what we do here Thursday night. All we do here is do the best we can for what we've fished already for the week. Mm-hmm. And 
give you the ideas of what you need to do for the weekend. So it's great that well, you look, come guys, and tell us. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. There'll be two bars for or two uh, drinks for you guys at the bar at, at Palm Valley Outdoors. If you need anything, uh, my shop is Old City Fly Shop, and my guide service is Old City Guide Service. We try to keep it simple and not overcomplicated. <laughs> no, you got to keep it simple for people like hey. us. I appreciate you taking time out. I know you're. I know you're waiting to go to dinner. You're in. You're. Uh, uh, so I really appreciate you calling in tonight and giving us a heads up on what the fly fishing is. Absolutely, guys. Uh, have me call in anytime you want. You got Which, it. Thanks, Captain Matt. Thank you, Matt. Take have care, a great guys. evening. Well, that was great. That great was guy. cool. I mean, he's a real good guy. I've I've had the pleasure. Um, but it's just something that we always talk about. Big boat, you know. Well, what we do, and we get away from the guys that you know the fly fishing for tarpon situation. I'm sure he does that. Oh, he when does. I've seen calm. him many times out there on the beach. Um, you know, in, in his little 17 foot boat. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people that I get questions on every time I fish. Do you fly well, fish? I the said, same thing. Really can't do it, man. I got a t top. It's really you know unless you just come, but I can't get shallow. I don't know. I mean, what are we gonna fly fish for? Tarpon or jacks or kingfish? I mean, that's you know. I mean, there's. I can't get shallow enough. No, you're to get right. To I have fish. no problem nowadays at my age, and I'm not going to push a 23 foot boat. When I'm at the boat ramp and I'm launching, and my clients are getting on the boat, and they go, "What are they doing?" I go, "Well, they're going fly fishing for redfish." Right. And they go, "Well, that sounds pretty cool." So get his number, right? Because Matt's going to hook you up. I mean, he's going to take you the back. It's a practice tricks. thing, though. I mean, we all, you know, say about taking a jig head and throw it in a five gallon bucket. Oh dear lord, that's... dude, you better throw it in a two gallon bucket. Well, and you better have some practice behind if you. If you're going to fly fish. You've been practicing long before you mm-hmm. got into that boat. Because that captain is going to put you in position. Yes. But you got to lay the cast. Yep. And I'm telling you, I've tried it. It I'm, ain't easy. It ain't easy. I'm not good. I'm not bad. But I can stand my own. But it's not... I mean, you watch those guys, it's just... It's poetry in motion. Oh, I it's, mean, it's, it truly it's wonderful is. to watch. There's no doubt You know, about when it. you watch a real real guy that knows how to double haul and all... Mm. It's just... It's it's amazing to watch a fly fish, especially in a creek with grass and oysters. Grass around, oysters keeping it high, it, and they lay it. Like, yep. Wow, that yep. was impressive. Nope, and that's what I'm saying. I would just, I would love to go fishing with just to. Yep. Uh, I want him to fit. I'll pull you around. I want to. I want to watch. I mean, I just want to watch. I just. It's Scotty, just. I don't mean to take a free shot at you. No, I know you are. No way to. you're going to sit on the back of that tolling platform. And My boat. arms are too short to pull. No, well, not to mention your two foot arms, but <laughs> that boat would be sitting straight on the back. It'd be I'm doing not that big, Scotty. The boat has a weight limit. No, huh? No, it's no. all right. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Last thing we were going to talk about this evening. We got yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about tools on the boat. Right. It's Things a, that are absolutely always used necessities that exactly. we use every day. Going to take a quick break. Be right here on the Ring Power Fishing Forecast with Captain Leon Dana. I'm Captain Scott Shank. Be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Real quick, Leon, I know it really doesn't make a difference because if you walk outside, you can figure out what's going on. It's blowing. It's blowing. Uh, we got a high pressure system just basically east of like Brunswick, Georgia. Um, with that, uh, we're going to have northeast winds. 15 to 25 knots, basically out 20 miles. Seas are 5 to 7 foot. Uh, Saturday, we're still kind of seeing it. It's backing off to 4 to 6. Um, and then Monday, basically, is northeast winds 5 to 10 knots. Seas are coming down 3 to 4. But Monday night is switching around to the southeast, baby. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to start warming up again. Well, 
We'll wait until that happens. Right I now, know. I'm just telling you what Noah's trying to tell me. For those you, okay? that want to know, in the Valley this week, uh, we're dealing with morning low tides, but these are above yes. normal low tides. For instance, tomorrow we have an 8.54 a.m. low tide. It's a .9 low, okay? Wow. That's not low no. by any shake of nope. imagination. So you're just, you know, the next day, 9.48 low, 1.1 low Saturday. Yeah. Sunday, 1.3 low. It's not easy, but... It's fishable, it's, but like we talked yeah. about, it's it's pretty much kind of poppy cork fishable. Yeah, it's poppy cork fishing. It's going to be high tide all in the grass. You're fishing grass, and you're fishing creek mouse, and you're fishing more towards the center of the creek mouse Correct. versus the corners, because that's where the oysters are at. Correct. Yes, sir. Um, Leon, you yeah. know, we were talking about the clippers, you know, uh, that I love. I got them hanging from the T-tops and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, what's What's... What's your everyday go-to got tool sitting out for a daily use? Absolutely. The one tool that – there's two things. First first one, the hook remover. Yep. Chip Wingo turned me on to. We got it on Amazon. I bet we can share it on the outdoor show, uh, the fishing tip of the week. Okay. It's a stainless steel hook remover. Yep. Look, at some I, point you're going to hook a catfish or you're going to hook a Mine's a T-handle. Mine's a T-handle. Are they T-handles? Mine's a squeeze gripper. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Mine are the old-fashioned T-handles with the loop-de-loop in it. Okay. Mine looks like the letter F. Okay. No, grippers. no, no. I know what you're talking about. Steel. And I keep those on a lanyard with a little floaty float. They're so stinking important because I want to allow catfish and I want to nope. allow a stingray in the boat. Nope. 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 Uh, nope. I'm nope. not going to nope. ruin a fishing trip. By a simple mistake. They're so easy. You just, say, I mean, at least on mine, mine's, like mm-hmm. I said, a T-handle. So you just slide the jig head, you know, slide the hook down to it. Right. And just rotate it a half a turn and going out of the boat. Out of the boat, correct. And he is always coming off the hook. Very seldom do I Have another miss problem. the shot. Right. Um, another point, another part that I, tongs, I use, I fish, folks, I use a lot of crap. Yeah. You do. You do. There's a lot of crabs, so I use tongs. Yep. Crab tongs. You can get them on eBay also. Stainless yep. steel crab tongs. Folks, I mean, supply and oil's got them. I mean, any yeah. of your, any of your, you know, yeah. You don't want to handle crabs. Nope. Eventually, one will get you. It will hurt you. And they hurt. Yes. They hurt. You'll speak fluent Klingon mm-hmm. real quick as soon as a crab grabs you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, fi- I mean, I mean, again, like you said, a seven-inch pair of alone nose pliers. Yep, absolutely. Just for whatever's trying to get, you know, doing General what purpose. you can. Absolutely. You know, for whatever fish you're trying to do. Bending uh, a jig head back in place. Bending a jig head back in place. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's probably, yeah, between that and. And the line cutters, of course. Line that's, cutters, that's, of course. That's, and I folks, mean, you can never have enough of those. Pair of scissors. Yeah, you, you were talking about those. I don't have a pair of scissors on the boat. You don't use a pair of shears or whatever, like oh, crab well, shears? Oh, well, scissors. I'll, I thought you were talking about those Well, they're those still small, the same. You were talking about yeah, I'm talking about the little baby ones. I'm talking about game shears. Yeah. Chip Wingo turned me on, too. He's got, he gave me a pair of shears for Christmas that are great, but I personally buy the cheap pair at Strike uh, at Strike Zone. They're, uh, I believe they're uh, Rapala game shears. Yep. They're black handles. I use them to cut up crab and uh, finger mullet. It works great for instead of using a knife. Yep. It's not that I don't use a knife on the boat. It's just no, it's just dangerous in a rocking boat or right. anything else to have a knife. Yeah, the shears work just the shears great. great. I work, I use that offshore for bottom fishing to clip half of a a pogey and a pogey and tail yeah. a pogey's tail off so he doesn't yeah. you know so he has to that you know swim great. a little harder. I think the only other object that I keep in my boat that's out of sight that doesn't get used often 
It's going to be a, uh, an interstate battery jumper. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I keep that battery jumper, and I use it several times a year. Yep. I mean, this year, I, I I haven't used it for myself, but I used it to a guy that was broke down. Yep. I, I saw the poor guy trying to pull start uh, a 150. You know what? That ain't going to work. Handed, I walked over to him, handed him the jumper. Bam, he was back in business immediately. Thank you, Captain Leon Dana. I appreciate you coming in and giving me a hand tonight. It was a pleasure. Don't forget, folks, Saturday morning from 7 to 10, the outdoor show. Huh, you got me again. It's going to be myself, Captain Kevin Favor, and Captain Kirk Waltz this Saturday on the Outdoor Show. So hopefully you tune in and listen to all their hunting antics for the week. Other than that, again, thank you, Captain Leon Dana, for joining me tonight. You've been listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. For Captain Scott Shank, Captain Leon Dana, see ya. See ya.